Don't let a DUI charge ruin your life. Get a professional and confidential evaluation from our experienced team at True Heights Treatment. Our evaluations are accepted by the majority of courts in the state of Illinois and provide a comprehensive assessment of your substance use patterns and potential treatment needs. Get the help you need today and start your path to a brighter future. Contact us now to schedule your evaluation at 708-248-7039 or at thtdui.com. The George Brassy Podcast is made possible with funding provided from Brassy Global Strategies, LLC, a leading political consulting, public policy, government affairs, and research firm. Are you interested in running for elected office? Need advice? Call or email George, 708-769-5015. Brassy Global Strategies 1 at gmail.com. glad to welcome my friend and colleague, Stacy Jones, LCPC, to the podcast. Stacy, thanks for coming on. Hi, George. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm uh, very honored to be your guest today. Stacy, tell the audience a little bit about your personal journey in becoming a licensed clinical professional counselor. Where does it begin? Uh, well, uh, for me, honestly, it begins back in high school. Uh, I had a, I'd say a rough time in high school. Um, uh, you know, there was some bullying and some things like that that I experienced. And as a result, I didn't do so hot uh, in class. And so my parents wound up taking me to a friend of theirs who had a tutoring service and her name was Joyce Marie. And she tutored me and she helped me get back on track and get focused. And she became really like a confidant to me. Um, and we continued talking and keeping in touch with e each other over the years. And when I finished uh, Prairie State, I went to Prairie State um, and graduated with my associates in early childhood education because at the time I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. And Joyce Marie was not doing well. She had uh, cancer and my mother and I went to go visit her. And I remember talking to her, sitting on her bed and talking to her. And I was like, okay, so I'm done with Prairie State and trying to figure out where I'm going to go in life and what I'm going to do. And she really just challenged me to look at what I wanted to do, where I wanted to make an impact. And I told her that I wanted to be for someone what she had been for me when I was a uh, 15, 15 year old girl going through a tough time in high school. And she asked me some really pointed questions and we came to the conclusion that a career in mental health is where I really wanted to go. And that switched up my focus and moved me on the path of getting my bachelor's in psychology from Governor State and then getting my master's in uh, community mental health counseling from St. Xavier University. What, um, what type of theories or uh, orientation 
in the therapy space do you follow? What, what speaks to your therapy style? For me, person-centered is the basis for it. I believe that the individual is the expert on their life. Um, and I'm there to have a therapeutic alliance with them and help them reach their goals, their goals, not my goals, not what I think uh, would be best for them, but to help them find that path that they need to move forward. So uh, I would say that, yeah, person-centered is probably the basis. CBT, I am a CBT girl. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the, the thought of being able to um, identify those core beliefs and those maladaptive thought patterns that are kind of holding you back from reaching your true potential or having self-esteem, um, achieving your goals in life, and then replacing that, having real tools and real skills to replace those thoughts, replace those beliefs um, to move forward, to reach those goals. Um, I would say are probably the two that I use the, the heaviest doing the work that I have done over the past uh, seven, eight years in the field of domestic violence, definitely like a feminist based theory, uh, solution focused brief therapy is another theoretical perspective that I come from um, because of the temporary nature of working with clients who are experiencing domestic violence, you often don't have a long stretch of time to work with them. So being able to help them find solutions and resources in the amount of time that you do have with them um, has been pertinent to uh, my style and my approach. Um, and anything that's trauma-informed, absolutely. Talk a little bit about I know you're in private practice now and you've recently made the jump to doing that full time. Correct. Right. Y yes. But let's go back because I know in my own personal journey is becoming a counselor and a therapist that there was a lot of jobs where um, you were really dealing with some really complicated cases early on in your career. And it sounds like domestic violence was something that you were working um, with a lot of clients who were experiencing that. Tell the audience what that's like, having that um, niche as a, as a counselor and as a therapist. Well, I think that working with clients who are impacted by, by domestic violence, honestly, is much like working with any other type of client, except um, I would say it's like uh, working with uh, general clients 2.0, right? So... Um, there's, there's this safety component there. Um, I got my start in domestic violence from my uh, internship that I participated in um, as part of my master's program. And I later got hired on at that particular agency, um, worked there for a few years and then transitioned to another domestic violence agency. And um, for, for those type of clients, uh, safety is key making sure that they achieve physical safety, mental and emotional safety, that they um, learn that the abuse is not their fault. It's not something that they caused. Trying to help them if they have children or children are involved, help them safety plan with their children and help their children to get safe. Um, 
finding resources for them, financial difficulties and limitations, um, housing instability are kind of the two main factors in keeping someone within a domestic violence situation where they feel as though they have no place to go. And when, when you're helping them in the previous roles, they're in a real crisis point. How do you, how does the, the transition of private practice work for you? Do you see clients that are in crisis situations like you would in your previous roles or is it different? It is different. I, I certainly have uh, met with clients in my private practice role that are in crisis, that are dealing with um, various forms of trauma, whether you're talking about domestic violence, sexual assault, childhood sexual abuse, um, things of that nature, community-based violence, being witnessed to or having a family member who was impacted by it. So the the trauma that I see, I would say, is is different, and the crisis that is being experienced may be slightly different, but I do still see those clients. However, now it's not 90% of my caseload where everyone is um, could be in danger, you know, where the last time I talked to them, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, talk to them again because in domestic violence work is typically not safe to reach out to the client if they are still living in the abusive situation because uh, their uh, abusive partner finds out then that could, you know, cause problems for them. So um, it's, I would say somewhat um, more comfortable and more reassuring for me in this role that I know I'm going to see them next week, or I know I can, you know, continue to check in with them um, because they're, the dynamic in their situation is a bit more stable, should I say, than those who I uh, was working with in the domestic violence uh, field because many of them were in shelter or things like that. Or like I said, they were still very much involved in their uh, abusive situation. Yeah, and when you're working in private practice, there's there's a level of basic needs that are met, but there still can be those domestic situations, abusive relationships still can manifest in people's lives that are seeing you on a weekly basis for therapy. It's just not, um, it's a different kind of treatment that's being provided and it's in a different setting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the, the people who are coming for services, you know, um, in private practice, are generally seeking them out because they've noticed that there's something going on in their life that needs some change. And they are looking for some help with that. So whether that is a depression or a domestic violence or uh, self-esteem or uh, relationship troubles, right? They're, they're actively seeking out the help to try and make those changes. So there's already a level of investment before they step through the door. In domestic violence work, it is more, it is crisis-based and it's uh, being put in that position, right? So it's not, I'm not saying, okay, well, maybe I need to work on this right now. It's, I'm in danger and I need to get out of danger and I need help now. Um, but if it were up to me, I wouldn't choose this, you know? So um, it, it, 
like like you're saying, it's definitely a different feel and a different dynamic when it comes to working in uh, primarily like crisis management versus uh, private practice mental health. Stacey, you've been in private practice for a while now. How would you say the pandemic and the transition to telehealth has affected your work? Well, I think the pandemic has brought about a lot of um, need, or should I say it is uh, shined a light on um, the underlying problems that people were experiencing in their life. And not only has it uh, shown a light on it, it also has intensified and amplified those issues for them. So um, the loneliness and the isolation and the um, depression or worrying um, anxiety, I think um, a great uh, majority of the clients that have come through in the past year, um, anxiety surrounding the pandemic or triggered by the pandemic has been um, kind of a core issue for them, right? So working with them on that has been a great focus, but being able to do so via telehealth has been enormously helpful because some people, uh, you know, well, for a while we were shut down. So having in-person services was not really an option. So the fact that we were still able to connect with people via telehealth um, was good. Then also people, once things uh, did kind of open back up or the, the guidelines were established for what that has to look like as far as the social distancing and the, um, the precautions for uh, cleanliness and sanitation and things like that, there still are a sect of people who are not necessarily comfortable meeting in person. And so being able to say, hey, that's okay. We can uh, meet via telehealth. Or let's say they have kids at home and they're doing the e-learning and they can't run out in the middle of the day for a session. Well, guess what? We can meet via telehealth. You, you know, your kids are in one room and you're in the next one having your session. So it has made it so much more convenient and accessible to people. I have clients who live in the Northwest suburbs um, who certainly would probably wouldn't, you know, travel down to Chicago Heights to meet with me on a weekly basis, but they are able to connect with me because of telehealth being able to service anyone within Illinois. Um, it, it's been extremely impactful to our work. Stacey, what do you think makes a good therapist? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I would say... Someone, of course, who is empathetic, who can um, connect with someone and understand and validate their experience. Someone who's knowledgeable on different uh, treatment approaches um, and uh, ways to work with individuals experiencing various different mental health um, conditions. I would say someone with a curious nature. Um, you, you have to be interested in human behavior and people and understanding them in order to work with a client, right? Um, someone who's a great listener, um, but who not only listens to what is said, but also what goes unsaid, who listens to the, the body language or lack thereof 
um, within a client to kind of tap into what's going on there. Um, someone who's open to direction. Um, I tell my clients all the time, I work for you. So if you need uh, to vent that day and, and you don't want to do a lot of heavy lifting that day, then, then we can do that. Or if you want me to call you out, then by all means, I will. But um, to have a therapist who will listen to what it is you need from them. Um, and someone who's, who's, who's a lifelong learner um, and who's always interested in learning and ways to, um, to, to help the clients, to work with them, um, new treatment styles, new techniques, things like that, and is not afraid to try those things out. Um, and then, of course, the unconditional positive regard um, that we learned about in grad school, right? Um, being able to be non-judgmental um, and being self-aware enough to know that we all have certain biases, but being able to check those and um, create a safe space for the clients you're working with. Stacy, tell the audience a little bit about your the group practice you belong to, Counseling Works. Sure. So I am part of Counseling Works um, and we are a group practice. Uh, we are in Chicago Heights, Naperville, and Frankfurt. There are several different uh, therapists uh, within our team, and we provide individual therapy for children, um, adults, uh, for a variety of issues, um, ranging from you know relationship issues to parenting to um, to trauma, eating disorders, addiction, you name it there's a therapist under the umbrella there who has some type of specialty that does that. I believe um, uh, one or two of the therapists are preparing to try and uh, begin offering a, a virtual group. So, um, you know, that, that will be nice to be able to have some group offerings as well. Stacey, what are two books that have been important to you as a person that you'd recommend to the audience? Oh, goodness. That is a really hard question. <laughs> it really is. Um, I, I love to read and I read a variety of things and I could probably rattle off, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 books that I think are fantastic. Uh, for me personally, I would say uh, Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist um, is a fantastic book that has always kind of resonated me since resonated with me, excuse me, since the first time I read it and I've read it a few times. Um, and it's been, um, you know, it's about finding or pursuing your personal legend or uh, going after your dreams and um, things like that. So um, that is a good one. And a second one. Hmm. If you're looking for something inspirational, um, I would say another good one is uh, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for, Man's Search for Meaning. Um, that is um, also a very um, impactful, profound um, book. Uh, is Holocaust survivor. Um, he... Uh, 
he is the founder of Logotherapy and um, it it's just, there's so much wisdom in that book. It, it's hard to uh, quantify it really. Um, yeah, I would say those are two that have been impactful, but there's so many more. Like I, I told you, I could go on and on because I love to read. <laughs> Stacy, if somebody listening to this was interested in getting into therapy with you, um, learning more about your practice, how would they find you on the internet? Sure, you could go to uh, www.counselingworks.com and uh, there you can find my profile and be able to schedule a online appointment uh, with me. Um, and I'm meeting with people vir both virtually and in person. And Stacey, one thing that, you know, a lot of clients always ask is what insurance you, do you accept at your practice? Oh, sure. Um, BCBS, PPO, Aetna, and United Healthcare. Stacey Jones, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Have a great one. Bye. All right. You too. Bye. Help George stay on the Chicago Heights City Council. Go and donate today at tinyurl.com slash aldermangeorge2023. Begin to transform your life and work towards inner peace with expert psychotherapy. At True Heights Treatment, our experienced therapists provide personalized, compassionate care to help you overcome life's challenges and reach your goals. Whether you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationship issues, or other mental health concerns, our team is here to support you. With a warm and welcoming in-person and virtual office atmosphere and a commitment to person-centered and evidence-based treatments, we are dedicated to helping you address your life's challenges. Contact us now to schedule your first session at 708-248-7039 or online at trueheightstx.com. Book your appointment today and start your journey towards a happier, healthier life. Need more George? Like his pages on Facebook. Friends of George Brassy PAC, Fifth Ward Business Alliance, Chicago Heights Bicycle and Pedestrian Resource Center, and the George Brassy Podcast.